So we're going to be picking up in Genesis chapter 27, about verse 41, if I remember correctly. Um, <clears throat> just to kind of make sure we, we understand what's, what's happening here. Uh, beginning part of chapter 27 here, well, up to this point in chapter 27, what we had going on is we had Esau, not Esau, we had Isaac uh, uh, thinking about his life. His, his sight was dim and, and couldn't see, um, and he wanted to, to give his blessings. So you know, he tells Esau to go and, and hunt food, and I'm not going to get into all the little aspects that goes on here. But basically, we have the aspect of, of, of Isaac intending on blessing Esau, but yet Rebekah, uh, which is Isaac's wife, uh, overhearing the situation and calls up Jacob and, and gets him to go in. And basically, the two of them put together a plan to deceive Isaac so that Jacob would get this blessing. And... And, it's, and what happens after that is that when Esau finally does come in, <coughs> uh, after Jacob receives this blessing and, and, and you know, after deceiving Isaac, Esau comes in and he's furious. He's extremely upset as, long, as well as Isaac. And, uh, and, and so ultimately, uh, Isaac gives Esau a blessing, but, you know, in comparison speaking, it's not you know, really that great when you compare it to the blessing that he'd given Jacob. <clears throat> and that's pretty much bringing, up, bringing us up to verse 41. I didn't want to get too uh, caught up in the details here and what all's going on. Yes, Jim, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. What Jim was saying there, and, I, and I'm not too sure of the other translations either. I know mine says the fatness of the earth as well. But the idea in verse 39 when it says, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the, of the fatness of the earth, it's referencing not so much that, that it's a good thing as being the fat, you know, being within the fatness of the earth, but more so that you're going to be away from that. All right, well, looking at verses 41, we're going to just read the rest of the chapter here. It's only a few verses. So starting in verse 41, it says, So Esau hated Jacob, because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. <clears throat> Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice, arise, flee to my brother Laban and Haran, and stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereaved also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, you know, I'm going to save verse 46 until we'll read verse 46 with the first four verses of chapter 28 because it kind of goes more so with that. <clears throat> but as we look at, I, I kept debating on doing that when I was putting this together, but as we look at these 
a few verses here, uh, verses 41 to 45, and we look at what's going on. First of all, we have you know, the aspect that because of what had just happened, like I said, <clears throat> Isaac was deceived by Jacob and taken the blessing of Esau. But you know, as what Jim was pointing out, this blessing that, that Isaac gave Esau was not a very good blessing to begin with. You know, it talks about how that you know, you shall serve your brother, um, and you know, basically from time to time you'll break the the yoke uh, from your neck from his you know, from being his servant, uh, which is pretty much the only real blessing from this aspect that he got. But he hated Jacob because of the blessing that that his father had given him, and because of the blessing that that. Jacob had taken from Esau, and we discussed a little bit last week as far as you know, who the blessing was, was rightfully drawn to and what have you, but I'm not going to get into that fully right now. But anyhow, Esau had hated Jacob. And so what I find interesting <clears throat> is at the latter part of verse 41, it says, the days of, of mourning for my father are at hand. So in a sense... <clears throat> In Esau's mind, anyhow, he's thinking, well, you know, my father's going to be dying pretty soon. Uh, and, and so whenever he dies, you know, when, when his mourning days are over, I'm going to kill my brother. And, you know, nobody really knew exactly when Isaac was going to die, so we didn't know, you know, we don't know how he was looking at this so much, but <clears throat> we know that he still had several years. I forget the number. I don't have uh, the beginning part of chapter 27's notes here with me. But it was several, I mean, 30, 30 40 years, I think it was, somewhere around there that he, he still had to live. But anyhow, but Rebecca had found out about you know, him wanting to kill her, kill, kill Jacob. And so if you remember right, because Esau was Isaac's favorite and, and Jacob was Rebecca's favorite, now, Rebecca's wanting to take care of, of Jacob and calls her to him and says, look, I'm going to send you off to, to my brother you know, over in Haran, and, uh, and you stay there. Now, he, you know, obviously, she's not going to send him off. She's going to have you know, Isaac send him off, but we're going to find that out in verse 46. And then what Isaac says to him through the first four, four verses of chapter 28 but um, but I, another aspect here that I find interesting was in, I think it was 45, yeah, verse 45 says, uh, this is Rebecca speaking to Jacob, saying, your, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him, as if that this was all his decision or what have you, which if you remember, Re- Rebecca's the one that kind of instigated the whole thing. Um, and here she is. Remember what you did to him? <laughs> but just thought that was kind of interesting when I read over the text. And I think, oh, yes, I'm sorry. So, some fault is Isaac's, correct. Yes, and, and that was some of the discussion that we went, up, went across last week was, um, <clears throat> you know, how that it, you know, a lot of times we look at the, the beginning part of, of chapter 27 or just chapter 27 in a whole in a sense, uh, as far as <clears throat> Isaac being the Isaac and Esau really being the true victims here, but it was 
you're told before they were even born, when they were still in Rebecca's womb, that Jacob was going to be the one that was going to be the the head in a sense. He was you know, Esau was going to be serving Jacob because it said that uh, the younger shall serve the you know the older shall serve the younger. And um, so, absolutely, when we think about it in that standpoint, it very you know, it is partly Isaac's fault as well. But any other thoughts or comments here, Jim? If Esau was to kill Jacob, then the uh, you'd have the ability to go back and, and avenge the blood of Jacob, and so Esau would, in a sense, be killed as well. So they would both be killed in the same day. Is that what she was trying to point out? Yeah. Okay. It could be, I suppose, although I think it does, I, could be, I think it says you're know, deprived of both of you, but, I mean, it could be, I guess it could be you know, the, the husband and the older son. Jim, Jeff? Okay, very good. Both of you being in contact with Esau and, and Jacob. But it is interesting as, as what was made mention of when we talk about you know, the few days, you know, stay with him a few days as if this is just going to be a little bit of time, but you know, when we read the, the big picture and the, the whole aspect here, this was <laughs> several years, a couple of decades go by before he comes back, uh, which, interestingly enough, we come back and we see that Isaac's still alive at the time, so you know, he's coming back. <laughs> and and if, you, if you look at it as in you know, after Isaac dies, I'm going to kill Jacob. You know, we can see why he's so worried when he comes back. <laughs> but absolutely, and, and that's part of uh, you know, what I thought was interesting when Rebecca talks, talks, talking to Jacob saying, you know, let the curse be upon me when Jacob's worried about, you know, him being cursed if he finds out. In a sense, uh, Rebecca was uh, possibly cursed here because, you know, she sends her son off uh, with a very good possibility of never seeing him again. And we don't have any record of when she died or anything of that that effect, so just don't know. Yep. Anything else before we get on into the next part all right well let's look at <clears throat> and i'm going to read it all together verse 46 on down to verse 4 in chapter 28 it says and rebecca said to isaac now remember this you know, rebecca's done told her son you know jacob you know, this is what i want you to do you know because of the anger of your brother but this is what rebecca tells isaac <clears throat> it says and rebecca said to isaac I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heath. If Jacob marries a wife of the daughters of Heath, like these who, these who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Pan Am, a Pan Aram, um, to the house of Bethel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, uh, your mother's brother. <clears throat> May God bless you and make your fruit, make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham 
to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. All right. So when we back up and we look at this, the reason I wanted to wait on verse 46 here is because when you look at it in conjunction with 28, we have Rebecca telling Jacob, this is why I want you to go over there, but then she's telling you, uh, uh, Isaac, you something a little differently. She doesn't really express the aspect of Esau wanting to kill Jacob. Now, to the aspect of would she want him to go over and get a wife of the daughters of her, of, of her brother? I feel like that's a very good possibility because when we look back at, uh, I think it was the end of 26, end of 26, uh, verses uh, 34 and 35, we have, when Esau was 40 years old, he took as wives Judith, the daughter of <clears throat> Beriah the Hittite, and Basemith, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. And they were a grief of the mind to Isaac and Rebekah. So <clears throat> Rebekah, for one, knew that this was, this was something that, that Isaac struggled with as well as, as herself. You know, they didn't like Esau taken for wives of the daughters of the land and that they were a, a big you know, weight, a, a, a hurt to them. And so I feel like that this was a way that Rebecca knew that he could kind of get Isaac on board and sending Jacob off to, to her brother's house. Um, and so as we read in the beginning part of it, <clears throat> We have Isaac bringing in Jacob and saying, yes, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go over to your wife's brother's house and, and, and take for yourself a wife from his daughters. But then in verses 3 through 4, he continues on with the blessing. He gives the, the actual blessing that really should have been given to him to begin with anyhow, the blessing of Abraham. You know, this was going to be... The, uh, the land that, that, that we dwell in will be the land of your descendants that you know, God's going to bless you and that make you a, a, a great you know, nation of people or assembly of peoples what it you know, reference to here and in a few minutes we'll have um, the aspect of God coming to him and kind of saying the same things to him but I don't want to get into that just yet well let's look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, so Isaac sent Jacob away, and he sent, and he went to Padan Aram to Laban, the son of Bethuel, the Syrian, uh, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. All right, so we have Isaac being, Isaac sending Jacob away. We have Jacob uh, coming in to the land, which I mean, we're going to read about part of this journey here in a minute as well, but the aspect that I want to pull out here at this point is the thought of the differences in between the way Isaac is is uh, procuring, I guess you can say, a wife for, for uh, Jacob, his son, versus what Abraham did in getting a wife for Isaac, you know, for the one we're talking about here. Uh, to where Abraham sent his servant, sent his chief servant, 
his elder servant, uh, with a bunch of gifts, a bunch of things uh, with him over to this land uh, and brings back Rebekah for Isaac. Where here we have, and, and not to mention Abraham even makes mention, do not take my son to this land. I do not want him to go over to this land. I want him here. And here we have Isaac telling Jacob, yep, go over there and get you a wife. You, well, it, it wasn't uncommon for them to, to have arranged marriages, you know, in a sense. And, uh, and it's definitely not uncommon for them at this point in time to marry your relatives either. That's what we've seen, you know, well, with Abraham, Sarah, and with Isaac and Rebecca, and what we're seeing here with uh, Jacob and Esau, or well, Jacob and and uh, Leah and Rachel, and and what we'll find as well with Esau here in a moment. But as far as as, as um, Isaac sending Jacob away, we flip over to chapter thirty-two and look at verses nine and ten. Now this is. At this point in time, what I'm about to read you is where when Jacob's coming back after that 20-something years uh, of being away, here he is coming back and about to cross over the Jordan. And here we have in verses 9 and 10, verses 9 and 10, it says, Then Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, Return to your country and to your family, and I will deal well with you. I am not worthy of the least of all these mercies and of the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff, and now I have become two companies. I know that's a beautiful sentiment, and I don't want to take away too much from that, and I'm not going to get into too much of what he's saying there. What I'm wanting to focus on is the fact that he crossed over this Jordan, heading out of this land with his staff in hand. So here we have Abraham sending his chief servant over to this land with ten camels. He had you know, a, a gold nose ring, gold bracelets, had all this, these gifts to give to, to the, the others, um, to the family of, of Rebekah, ultimately. Um, but we have... Isaac sending Jacob away with, you know, basically provisions to, to keep him alive, in a sense, is what, I've, what we're, we're getting at here. But, you know, just thinking about the contrast here of what Abraham and, and Isaac are doing here as far as getting wives for their, their sons. Um, and one of the interesting things here that I find is, is how Esau had married earlier and remember, they're twins. They're not, you know, I mean, yes, Esau's older, but, you know, by a few minutes or what have you, I guess. But, um, you know, so they're of the same age here, and Jacob's yet to have been married, and Esau's been married twice now, and uh, of the daughters of the land, and, um, and how that, as we'll see in just a moment, is almost like Esau was unaware that, that, they didn't want them to take daughters of this land. But it, you, you made me rem, uh, remember something else that I, I wanted to say here that I didn't put in my notes. But 
uh, something I'd read over, and it was making mention of how you, uh, well, for instance, like we have Adam and Eve, you know, they sinned and, and were sent out of the garden. Here we have Jacob, you know, deceiving his father and, and what have you, instead of relying on God to take care of the situation, here he is doing this and he's sent away. But more so than just that, I feel like that, in a sense, this allowed Jacob to grow up. It allowed him to learn some lessons that he needed to learn, to think about some things that he needed to think about and really humble himself uh, before God. And that was an aunt in between two uncles, or two nieces, or nephews, in a sense. Uh, yes. <laughs> but absolutely, you know, inheritance even today, as what Jim's talking about here, can still get people in an uproar. I mean, <clears throat> you hear, well, at least I've heard about it several times. I mean, just, it's amazing on, uh, on how that happens. Any other thoughts or comments? All right, let's look at the next few verses here. I'm going to go from verses 6 to verse 9. It says, Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to uh, Padan Aram to take himself a wife from there, and that he blessed him. That he blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And Jacob had obeyed his father and his mother and had gone to Padan Aram. Also Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father Isaac. So Esau went to Ishmael, went went to Ishmael and took Malathah, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajodeth, one day I'll learn to try to say these things out loud before I come in here, uh, to be his wife in addition to the wives he had. All right. So right there at the beginning, we see Esau seeing his brother being sent away, seeing that, that you know, his father had told him, says, don't take for yourself a wife from here, which is what I'm talking about. You know, it, it, just, just a minute ago when I was saying, you know, it almost seems like Esau was surprised. It's, you know, well, now I see that these, these women that I've married are not pleasing to my father. And, uh, and so it, it just it, it amazes me in a sense in, in the aspect of how that, that wasn't something that was talked about. It could have been something that was talked about, but yet uh, uh, Esau not wanting to, to wait around and, and being so impulsive of what we've talked about in the past, uh, here, here he decides to go out and to get him another wife. Now, one of the thoughts that I thought was interesting here, when you think about the relationships of all this, you know, they, they, like I made mention, Jacob was Rebekah's favorite, and uh, Esau was Isaac's favorite. Isaac sends Jacob to his mother's house, or brother's house, to, to get a daughter as a wife. So, in a sense, we have Jacob going to his mother's nieces, having a wife from her, from them, where we have Esau going to his father's niece and receiving a wife from him, from them. 
however you want to look at it. Um, because now I'm going to grant you they were half-brothers. Remember, Isaac and Ishmael were half-brothers, uh, both being the, having the father of Abraham, having different mothers, but they were still brothers. We found them coming together as they put Abraham into his, uh, to the tomb there. Can't think of the name of the tomb now or where the tomb was at, but uh, we had them coming together, and, and as we'd made mention of at that time period, you know, almost you know, coming together in in a brotherly relationship in a sense at that time. Now I'm not saying they were always like that, but at that time they were. And so here we have uh, Esau going to him and retrieving a wife uh, from from his daughter. And all of this, as far as what Esau did here, you know, looking at this time frame, what we see as far as the, 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 the battles that they had over the time period, you know, as far as the Israelites and the, and the um, Edomites, um, and then also knowing the, the conflict in between uh, the Ishmaelites and Israelites, we find, at least I find it very interesting that we have you know, Esau going to Ishmael and, and marrying his daughter. Uh, but when we stop and think about it through Esau's eyes, I think that all he was trying to do was please his father at the time. All right. Well, let's look at the next set of verses, or verses uh, 10 to 17. I'll probably reread this next week because I've got a lot to go over on this section here. But 10 to 17, it says, Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he laid down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to the heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of, your, of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep. I'm going to stop there because that that takes on a little bit more there. So we're going to stop right there. But from verses 10 down to, to 15, here we have Jacob, you know, as we said, you know, Isaac sent him away. He's heading towards Haran, and he comes to a place. Um, in, in, in now, because I didn't go down far enough, but because of verse 19, we know that the name of the place was Bethel. Well, the name that he gave the place was Bethel uh, before it was called Luz. But 
we know that he was at this place of Bethel, uh, which we generally know where it's at, I guess, according, providing that the map uh, uh, makers were correct in that. But ultimately, Haran was about 500 miles away from Beersheba. All right, so just keep in mind, this wasn't like a, a week journey or anything. You know, well, maybe if you're ultra marathoner, I guess. But, <laughs> but, um, but you know, this time period, you know, you didn't you didn't travel a whole lot of miles, you know, every day, and the distance from Beersheba to uh, uh, Bethel here was about fifty to sixty miles, from what I read. Now, I didn't break out a map and do the little you know things and, and mark it out to find out. I'm just going off of what I've read. So we're looking at about 50 to 60 miles, and from what, also from going off of what I've read, this would be about his third night, right? So this wasn't his first night out. You know, he, he'd done traveled for three days in a sense, and here he is, you know, the night's coming upon him. This was no special place that he was going to in particular. He was, you know, just in the midst of his travels, uh, and here he is. He comes to this place the, the, because the sun's setting on him. He picks up a stone, which, man, let me tell you what. If I had to rely on a stone for a pillar, I'd be in some hard shape. <laughs> and I didn't even mean to word it that way either, hard shape. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, but he picks up the stone and lays down using it as his pillar and, uh, and, and goes to sleep, and the Lord comes to him in a dream. So, so he takes takes a stone, lies down on it, and he goes to sleep, and God comes to him in a dream. Uh, you know, in, in the book of Hebrews, we're told that you know, God at various times spoke to people in the past. This is the way that he's talking to Jacob this time. You know, here we have Jacob uh, going to sleep and God coming to him within a dream. And so what does he tell him? He tells him you know, that I am the God of, your, of Abraham, the God of your father Isaac, uh, and I am with you. Ultimately, it's what he's got going on here. You know, he says that, and then he goes on to, t- to make, a, make the promise that, you know, I'm going to be with you. This is, you're pretty much reaffirming the blessing that Isaac had just given him a few days prior uh, that he will be brought back to this land, uh, that you know, his descendants will be innumerable, that, hmm, that um, that they will inherit this land in, in which he's he's lying on at this point, and, and all around this land of where he's lying at at this point, and that one day through his seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed, and we all know that that is referencing to Christ at this point in time, uh, but here we have you know, this happening for Isaac, or God reaffirming this for Isaac. Now, I'm going to stop right there because we'll discuss the ladder and the angels ascending and descending on the ladder and what have you there next week. Uh, if you want, uh, please do some study on that. Um, I'm not saying that what I've got to say is 100% correct, but I find it very interesting in the thoughts that we can find here. But I'm going to wrap up from there. Any thoughts or comments up to this point? though? All right. Thank you very much.